When we use this phrase, we say things like, uh, he used to be a junkie, but now he's on the straight and narrow. And by that, we mean that he's cleaned up his act. Now he's behaving. Uh, when Jesus coined the phrase straight and narrow, he didn't quite mean it like that. Uh, this is what he said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, or the King James Version said, straight is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So we need to be on the straight and narrow. Uh, it's a saying that brings the Sermon on the Mount to its concluding phase. Uh, in Matthew chapter 5, uh, we have been introduced to the kingdom through the Beatitudes. That's verses 1 to 12. Uh, from verse 13, Jesus tells us that we are to be a counterculture, a counterculture. Um, as disciples, we are salt and light in a city on a hill. From verse 17 of chapter 5 all the way through to chapter 7, verse 12, uh, Jesus then teaches the way of Christ as the fulfillment of the law. And now, after Jesus has told us the good life, he concludes by laying before us two ways for the listener to respond. In verse 13, there are two gates. In verse 14, there are two paths. In verse 17, there are two trees. In verse 24, there are two houses. In each pair, there is one that represents the pathway of life, and the other is the way of destruction. At this point, it would be easy to conclude that the right way is the way of doing good and the wrong way is the way of doing bad. Yet, when we consider the rest of the sermon, that can't quite be the lesson. You see, the rejected way of life throughout the Sermon on the Mount has not simply been unrighteousness, far more it has been self-righteousness. It's the scribes and the Pharisees who Jesus has had in his sights ever since Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. Such people give and pray and fast. They do it a lot and they love to do it. They do good from one perspective. And Jesus' hearers would have identified these people as the best of the best. But in the context, we need to see that Jesus puts those do-gooders on the broad road to destruction. Thus, the straight and narrow is not really about cleaning up our acts and behaving a little, little bit more like the Pharisees, right? Jesus is calling us to a whole new path. Not unrighteousness and not self-righteousness. The narrow road is a way of Christ-righteousness. It's, it's the path that Jesus himself trod, whose righteousness surpassed that of the, of the, uh, of the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. Ultimately, only Jesus can walk this road. Later in Matthew, he would uh, make this point very memorably. He, he, he said, look, if you try to pass through the narrow path to heaven under your, own under your own steam, you're as likely to succeed as a camel squeezing through the eye of a needle, right? This narrow path is very narrow. The disciples in Matthew 19 ask, well, then who can be saved if the way is so narrow? And Jesus answered Matthew 19 verse 25, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. See, when Jesus says, few find the way of life, actually, at the end of the day, only one person finds it, only Jesus. Only he could possibly make the journey from earth to heaven. Only he could possibly get through the eye of a needle. That's how narrow this gate is. But as Jesus does so, he makes the impossible possible. Jesus walks the path, and then Jesus becomes the path 
for others. He is the door, according to John chapter 10. He is the way, according to John chapter 14. The straight and narrow is not about moving from immorality to morality. It's not about moving from unrighteousness to self-righteousness. It's about moving from self-sufficiency to dependence, from sinking sand to solid rock, from lost to found, from self to Christ. In John 14, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way. Here is a way to heaven that is indeed very small and very narrow. Only one person fits on this way. But he's the one who goes, who comes back, and who takes us home to be with him forever. Jesus does not just point the way. He doesn't just inspire our journey. He doesn't just command our steps. He is the way. And he carries us home.